You're listening to The Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwall, United States Marine Corps, retired standing guard on the wall of freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. Welcome back, Patriots. This is the Gunny, and you are on the Patriot Cause. This week is Convention of States Week. Yes, some of you don't even have a clue what Convention of States is. Convention of States is an organization that is standing up there to raise the greatest grassroots against the federal tyranny that is happening in our country. How can we change things. One way is using Article 5 of the Constitution, which allows the people to actually modify and or propose amendments to the Constitution that will hold the federal government responsible. Unfortunately, the Founding Fathers wasn't able to see everything that could happen, especially 250 years down the road. So there is what I called loopholes in the Constitution. We need to fill those loopholes so we can have the ability to hold the federal government responsible for three specific causes. One, the budget. There is no budget requirement in the Constitution. Number two, term limits. Why do we have legislators that can just spend 50 years of their life as a politician in the US Senate and the US House. And third is our government is so big that the corruption and the ability of these people to have absolutely no accountability with bureaucracy is at an all time high in this country. And this is what Convention of States is going to solve. My special guest today, which is awesome, her and I go way back with Convention of States. She is the state director of the Convention of States in the great state of Arkansas. And her job is to mold and bring that grassroots together and get the legislators to work together to be able to go to this Convention of States. Now, fortunately, Arkansas has passed it, but just because we pass Article 5 doesn't necessarily mean that it can stay in the legislation because many people are still trying to rescind Article 5. So without further ado, I want to introduce Jackie Martin, the state director of Arkansas. Hi, Jackie. Thank you so much for coming on the show. You're welcome. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. So Let's start off by this. I, I know you personally, and I know that you have been involved in politics and screaming pretty much your whole life. And it just seems like it's never ending over and over never. again. So what brought you to Convention of States? And why do you think this effort that you're doing is worthwhile? 
Well, like you say, I've been doing grassroots um, conservative movement type activities for the past 37 years. And I got into it back when we lived in Houston and we were fighting the second largest school district there because of um, whole, whole language uh, way to teach reading and some other things that were happening in there. We formed a grassroots organization and it just kind of went that way. And, um, and then I got busy finishing raising my family and doing career stuff. But then when the Tea Party movement came along, I jumped in with both feet because I was so sick and tired of sitting there screaming at my TV. I am a yeah. very avid uh, student of history and I am a very big believer that if you are not a student of history, you are doomed to repeat it. All sure. you have to do is read the Old Testament and see that over and over yep. and over again. So um, I got into the Tea Party movement and through that movement, I was able to form nine separate county Tea Party groups and in counties in Arkansas where we didn't have a Republican county committee, I taught them party politics and they became the committee. So there was a lot of tools available. Then the Tea Party kind of petered out because frankly, it got neutered by the Republican party. Um, and like Mark Meckler always says, you can change who's in the office, but nothing happens. So what attracts me to Convention of States is that it is a structural problem. And like you said earlier at the beginning uh, of the, the podcast here, uh, there are loopholes in, in the Constitution. And that is the way it should be because if you're a free people, you don't need a document that tells you every little thing to do. But the problem is our founding fathers and even I believe it was George Washington said that our form of government is for a moral and religious people. Our people are no longer moral and our people are no longer religious. And so that's the reason why we have part of the problem that we have. There's, um, I would say a disparity in understanding of what the United, why the United States is a unique country in the history of mankind mm. and why our government is a unique form of government. And I'll just say the bad four little word that they don't like is federalism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, it's a challenge because I'm having to re-educate people who can't, you know, when 27% of our people can't even name the three branches of sure. we have. Yeah. It becomes a gargantuan job to get that information over. And what excites me about Convention of States is not only do we have a game plan, but we have the tools to help us be strategic to implement that game plan. And our game plan is in the constitution, which makes it even better. But the second thing is we partner with other conservative organizations that are doing the education part, like um, Constitutional Live with Rick Green and the Patriot Academy. And um, a lot of our people have become constitutional coaches and they're conducting the six to eight week program to teach our citizenry, what does the founding documents mean? What was the intent behind them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
So um, I'm all for Convention of States. I have been working in the grassroots movement with Convention of States for what, three years, over three years now. And um, I wouldn't go with any other organization. Awesome. They just don't That's, have what we have. I mean, they just don't. Yep. And um, from from experience, which you know, I've been with Convention of States pretty much since it started. And as a military person and as a government person, in our minds, we're thinking, it doesn't make sense to to be disruptive or disrespected to our government. Because, you know, especially being a retired Marine, I get a retirement from the government. So, but that's not the right mindset. The right mindset is if the government is corrupt, then everybody has a responsibility, a responsibility as a free people to push back against the government. That's what the Constitution give us the ability to do. When we do not do that, then we are accepting tyranny mm -hmm. by us not acting and, and being part of some type of organization. You're talking about the Tea Party and, you know, Patriots Academy, all these different organizations. I think we all kind of have the same goal in mind to get back to the freedoms that the founding fathers uh, has brought on onto this country by developing what you're talking about, a biblical moral sense of a society. The society cannot sustain itself through tyranny and through human beings controlling it. Only the freedom and God-fearing people can, can be free. The government can never free anyone. They can they only do the opposite. They take the freedoms from you. Mm -hmm. So as the state director of, of Arkansas and seeing, you know, the organization grow and how you're involved, what is, what is your abilities based on what you've seen as convincing the states grow what have you learned that has either a major stronger in supporting the convention of states and or wanting to get out there and bring more people into organization? Because it takes leaders for this and any organization, freedom leaders, freedom fighters to make an organization. So how do you fit into that? Uh, mathematical political equation to be able to grow the organization? Well, I think as a leader in Convention of States, you have to have a very good understanding of Article 5, how it evolved, how it came about. Plus, you need to know the history behind how we ended up with the Constitution. Um, you know, because initially we had the Articles of Confederation, and this is where some of the uh, misinformation, disinformation, and the attacks that we get all the time stem from is that there's a myth out there that the convention that gave us the U.S. Constitution was a runaway convention. Um, 
And so you really have to understand that what the history behind the original um, convention for the constitution, how that evolved, how the delegations were given instructions from their individual states and what they could effectively do once they got together for that convention. And it was to find the best form of government for our country. If the Articles of Confederation couldn't be amended to the point where it was gonna be effective to govern uh, with a small central government, that's, that was the, the thought behind it because they had already fought an American Revolutionary War against a tyrannical king. And they didn't want a powerful central government. They wanted a weak central government and then the power went to the states and then down to the local communities which is our form of government, federalism. And then we had the checks and balances across with the three uh, branches of government. And you have to have some sort of understanding to be able to explain that to people and to why they, they really need to join the convention of states. You see my little angel sitting on my shoulder over here. <laughs> and the sun's shining today, it's amazing. And, um, you know, and, and to be able to articulate why it is we need a convention of state and that our founding fathers were men who understood that men were basically evil and that it, there would come a time when our better angels would no longer prevail. And, uh, and we are living in that time. Uh, and as you said, I don't think they foresaw what could happen, especially with technology. And so you have to have that, you have to have an understanding of how to use the various tools out there to get your message out. So I would say the first thing as a leader is you need to know your message, you need to hone it well, you need to be able to articulate it very succinctly and concisely and even to the lowest level of understanding. Uh, my career gave me the, the ability to do that. I think you also need to be very well read about what's going on in the culture. I'm right now doing research on the woke movement uh, because simply because it's infiltrating the church and it has to do with CRT, uh, intersectionality and a bunch of other buzzwords that they're using nowadays. You need to understand the cultural lingo, okay? And what's going on in culture so that you can bring the convention of states concept in when people are sitting there going, this world is going crazy. Well, let me tell you why and be able to explain that. And once mm -hmm. you get that going, I think that motivates a lot of people to begin to go, you know, I need to look into that. I, I had a phone call with a new person on Saturday who found out about convention of states. She was, she's a veteran. She found out uh, from a veteran brother in Texas who had gotten into the convention of states and said, oh, you need to get into this. And so she looked into it. And then I visited with her and explained to her, you know, what it was that we were all about. But it's not just getting to an article uh, uh, um, five amendment convention. And I want to stress amendment convention. We are not about rewriting the U.S. Constitution. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But we are about sticking in, uh, you know, plugs where the dock seems to be leaking and um, shoring up the structure within our country by using the Constitution. But we're also for self-governance. 
And then again, that goes back to that. If you're not moral, if you're not religious, um, it is very hard to be self-governing because you, as you and I both know as being believers, that one of the fruits of the spirit is uh, self-control. And that's right. what self-governance is all about. So um, there's a lot that goes into it, a lot of understanding, but gosh, I do love it so much. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But I do, really do. So let, let's go back to a comment that you made about the first convention. I think it was 1784, right? And here's, here's what a lot of people don't understand is the founding fathers were a lot smarter towards the people than they were creating the government that they're creating. I know it's a, it's a weird concept. Thomas Jefferson, for, for instance, and those people that were there during this convention, talking about the Bill of Rights, you know, freedom of speech and Second Amendment, et cetera. So they're, they're creating all of these amendments to the original Constitution or the Federalist papers at the time to grow a country. As they're going through this process, they realize, well, wait a minute, we, we're, we're giving or identifying the rights given by God to the people of our country. But nowhere in, in this document that we're putting together is there an ability, an actual ability of the people to do something if the government goes outside of that document. And there's lots of notes, Thomas Jefferson, all of them writing this. And then they all went back and said, well, wait a minute. We have to put something in there, and this is where Article 5 is, that says, okay, if the government turns tyranny like the king in England did, we have to give them something, even besides the God-given rights of happiness, freedom of speech, freedom of the press, those things. There's got to be a way just in case they go off in left field. That's how Article 5 came into the convention. That's when the founding father says, okay, let's make sure that people have something. That if this goes rogue, which it has, which we all agree it has, we have to be able to do something. Imagine if we didn't have Article 5. If we didn't have the ability, then the only way that the people could push back in the government is by actual physical force. Mm -hmm. That's the only way we could actually take over and, and correct the government. And we know we don't want to go down that route. It's, it, especially in this time frame, it is something that American citizens do not want to do. So thank God that the founding fathers realized that. And through legal means and using the judicial system, we are able to control the federal government through the amendments that we're proposing with Article 5. So it's, it's actually a blessing that these, back in 1784, they understood this. And what's so neat about what you're doing, Jackie, is 
you have the knowledge, you have the understanding to be able to, to bring that to the supporters, bring that to the leaders of the organization so they can sit back and realize this is not a drill. This is, this is not just something that we're doing. This is something we have to do. It's a responsibility to save the republic of this country and put the power back into the people. That's, that's the only way I can explain it. When, when, I, when I sit back and think, well, they didn't have to put Article 5 in there. They could have just said, you know, one, two, three, you know, and completely skipped Article 5 like it didn't even exist. Right. But they knew. They knew we're coming from a tyranny going into a new country, and we have to give the power to the people. And that's what they did. And I want to go back to something you just said, because I get this a lot. Uh, especially from the people who push back on me, uh, say, oh, we, we don't want a convention of states because we'll end up with a totally new form of government. They'll run away with it just like they did at the first convention, which is a total, total lie. lie. Okay, yeah. it's a flat out lie. Um, and I look at them and go, they're already shredding it. What are you talking about? Yeah. They're already rewriting the government. You know, I just have to laugh when I hear... Um, words you know the some of the senators u.s senators and congressmen go oh we're going to pass the bill that will give us term limits no you cannot pass legislation to do that you must pass an amendment to the constitution okay and um and so i and i also I said okay so do you have a better idea and they always go well it's time yeah. for a civil war I'm like, look, I can't even get 25% of the people in my own community to the ballot box. What makes you yeah. think I'm going to get Thank them to the battlefield? I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not going to happen. So I am, you know, this is my new motto today. Come and make me. Come Absolutely. Wear a mask. Come and make me take a vaccine. And I had COVID really bad. You know, I did. Yeah. And, you know, come make me do all this stuff. No, 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 no. I choose to live free and I will die free. Absolutely. So I'm going to use the tools that were given to me and my found by the founding fathers until such time they either come round me up, which they're not going to take me to a re-education camp. They're just going to shoot me on the spot. <laughs> so yeah, I, I know. Hey, you're not taking yeah. me out of my house. It ain't going to happen. You're not going to say, okay, you need to get on the bus to the you know, the internment camp. That ain't going to yeah, happen. Exactly. I'm like, that's not happening. I just send me home to Jesus. <laughs> Amen. So, so uh, anyway, when you're talking that, about the Constitution, right? Yeah. When you're talking about the Constitution, if, if you actually get the true Constitution, it fits in a pocket guide. It fits in a book about this big. Simple words that every society that uses that can live free. That little bitty document that can fit in your pocket in 1784 is now 12,000 pages of bureaucracy that's been stuck into all those little places uh, of the original Constitution. And this is why the government is a massive bureaucracy, bureaucracy is because the judicial system 
has basically plugged in to the Constitution all of these things based on society changes or whatever. And this is the Constitution we live with today. I mean, it's it's like a brick. You drop it on the table, and you you know, you can hear this well, massive they, sound of the Constitution breaking your table. You know, <laughs> I think they created more cheats than they created plugs. Uh, gotcha. with, uh, there's things that they have ruled on that has become part of the Constitution okay. that is not in the original document, and so. Um, there, when you have nine people, nine, that can override what Congress or a state's legislature can do, these are the representatives of the people. Yep. You no longer have a free form of government. Absolutely. I'm sorry, you are not free if nine people who have a lifetime appointment, which I have a problem with, and that's probably a conversation for another day, uh, because the Constitution says they can serve as long as they have good behavior. What does good behavior mean? Good behavior means is if they comply with what's in the document. They Absolutely. haven't been doing that for 125 years. Probably starting in 1785. <laughs> probably <laughs> starting in 1780, the very next day, you know. So. Exactly. Hey, and this. That's the that's the human in us, right? That's the sin. That's that's the the greed, the selfishness. Uh, I, you know, I want to be remembered for I you know I, I created this article, or you know I changed this, or Roe versus Wade. And, you know, here I am. You know, making the world better for our citizens by coming up with crap that's not in the article, or that's not in the Constitution. So, right. Jackie, we're going to take a break. When we return. What I would like to discuss is your leadership, your supporters, and your leaders in your state, and why should a person off the street come to the convention estate in Arkansas, and how can they become part of your leadership team to help us to resolve our federal government back into what I call the Liberty bubble and get people to where the American people have the power again, instead of the federal government. So we will be right back with Jackie Martin, state director of convention of states. Article five of the United States constitution gives we, the people, the power to put the federal government back in its constitutional box and expand liberty for all. Once two thirds of the states pass similar applications, a convention of states will be called and there is nothing the federal government can do to stop it. This isn't a red movement or a blue movement. It's an American movement based on one fundamental question. Who decides? Who should decide the issues that affect your community? Washington, D.C. or you? The Convention of States Action Resolution applies for an Article 5 convention that would propose constitutional reforms limited to three topics. First, fiscal restraints on the federal government. With over $140 trillion in unfunded liabilities, we need a balanced budget. But our resolution also allows for caps on federal spending and taxation. The second topic is limiting the power and jurisdiction of the federal government. 
The Supreme Court has authorized the feds to have control over almost every aspect of our lives. The COS action resolution empowers us to restore the Constitution to its original intent and return power to the states and the people. Finally, term limits. Thanks to a corrupt ruling class in Washington, trust in the federal government is at an all-time low. That's why our resolution gives Convention of States commissioners the power to send the career politicians packing, including the judiciary and other federal officials. So what can you do? First of all, sign the petition at cosaction.com and get as many of your friends and family to do the same. With your full address, your state legislators will know that you really are their constituents in their district. Call, email, or request a meeting with your state legislators to ask them to co-sponsor the COS resolution in their state. Get plugged in with your local Convention of States team so you can stay engaged, educate others, and respond to national calls to action. Our success depends on you. So we're inviting you to be part of history. Let's invoke the constitutional solution that's as big as the problem. Patriots, this is the Gunny, and you're on the Patriot Cause. Got an awesome guest today, Jackie Martin, State Director for Convention of States in Arkansas. And we're going to continue the discussion today. And I want to ask her specifics because we have this big, huge grassroots organization, and there's people coming in. But a lot of us are questioning you know, organizations, should I join it? Should I become part of it? Here's how simple this is. If you do nothing, the government will constantly do something until you can't do nothing. And yet this lady in the state, great state of Arkansas is doing something to bring in people to actually be part of solving the problem of this federal government and having the freedoms given back to us that was given to us originally by God, because tyranny takes those freedoms away. So Jackie, explain to us the process. How do you get connected? Where do you go if you want to become part of Convention of States? And how do we tell our friends? How do we talk to our family members, our committee members, our group members, you know, the FFA or, you know, all these organizations that we're part of? How do we approach them and say, hey, you need to check out the Convention of States. And if you really want to be involved, you need to volunteer. So help us understand how that works. Okay. There's a lot of ways. Um, we have done things like uh, have a booth at gun shows where we distribute our materials. We do festivals, though I want to kind of want to get away from that, except for the Bakker festivals. They're very conservative music festivals. They're very conservative typically, and uh, they're very open to anything that has to do with the Constitution. 
Uh, also, veterans were, were reaching name a lot out to veterans and getting them into understanding what the Convention of States is. And if you want to find out more, you just go to conventionofstates.com. There is tons of information out there for you to fully understand what it is that we do as an organization. Then also, um, invariably, like just out of the blue yesterday, I got an invitation to come speak about Convention of States to um, one of the Republican women's groups um, here that's just interested in it. Uh, three or four weeks ago, I was invited to um, be part of a, I guess, presentation of the reason why we need to have a Convention of States and invariably, you know, I get a, what I call a JBS bomb <laughs> thrown at me about the runaway convention. And, um, you know, I, I just don't, um, when people, you know, and people sit there and they'll listen to the other side of things that then they, they, it's like they don't have a critical thought process going on. And so that's, a way for me to kind of just open up their minds a little bit and just say, well, have you thought about this? They're already shredding the constitution. We have a runaway government. The solution yeah. it, to the runaway government is in the constitution. And that's where the 50 states legislatures apply to Congress to call an amendment convention mm -hmm to figure out what amendments we need to fix what's wrong with our government. I think we got a pretty good handle on it, but let me explain to you. Term limits, and of course, everybody's for term limits, especially for Congress, for federal appointees, like, mm, I don't know, Supreme Court justices, uh, and also federal appointees, kind of like mm, Tony Fauci. You yeah. know, he's the highest paid bureaucrat in Washington, D.C. today, over $450,000 a year in salary. And when he retires, he gets paid the same thing. I have a problem with that. He's been up there for over 40 years. So, um, and this is the what we call the deep state. And it's, you know, it's not just the NIH. It's a lot of uh, different agencies or what I call non-governmental organizations that uh, they sell themselves as being an extension of the government when they're not. And this is how they become so entrenched. And so to stay um, in their little niches that they have developed for themselves in their nests where they feather each other and make all this money, it's all about money, which makes the world go around. Um, they uh, have become a fourth branch of the government. And I think people have started to realize there's something wrong here. There's something wrong in Denmark that needs to be addressed. They just don't know how to do it. So when I, when I start to get them to start thinking and opening up and then say, okay, go to this website, that's easy. They can, you know, they can do that in five minutes. But hopefully once they go to that website, they get sucked in by the information that's out. There's videos, there's lectures, there's articles, there's all kinds of information out there about the Convention of States. Uh, it has, since the inception of our country, we've always had a Convention of States or inter-regional uh, states get together and, and um, come together for different various ideas. And we even have organizations now like ALEC, 
which is the American legislative, oh, what's it called? American legislative um, branch. And they, these are legislatures, state legislatures that gets together through this organization to share what they're doing in their states and hopefully replicate it across. And that's federalism at its best because it should be in a small laboratory that we try to tweak society, not at the very top. So when you start talking to people and start getting them interested in, and you say, well, it's in the US constitution, we're just using the constitution to fix what's wrong with a runaway government. And these are, you know, the amendments besides term limits, we want a balanced budget amendment to force Congress to pass a budget and comply with that budget. Uh, we also want to restrict the uh, federal government overreach uh, and push them back into the 18 enumerated powers that are contained in Article One. Uh, so when you start talking like that, people start seeing the sense in that because right now people either, I get two reactions, don't care in the least, okay? The other reaction is, there is something desperately wrong, but I don't know what to do. Those are the people I'm looking for. They know there's something desperately wrong with our country, with our society, and they don't know what to do. Yep. So I, I pepper my speech a lot with convention estates. I also carry like a little mm -hmm. card on the back of my phone so that you know when the conversation comes up in the grocery store line, or whatever, I say, oh, hi, I'm the state director of convention of states, or I'm a district captain, or I'm a region captain, or I'm a volunteer activist. You need to find out more. You know, it's just an easy way of doing it. I did that at Thanksgiving, uh, went down to Houston to visit with my oldest son and his wife, and we went over to a friend's house of theirs. And she had a girlfriend who whose mother passed away, oh, I think about three months before the Thanksgiving holiday. And she had brought her father and her two brothers, her father and one of her brothers was a veteran. Her, her brother that was a veteran had done four tours in Iraq and two in Afghanistan. And so uh, he was actively looking for, he told me, he said, I didn't fight for this. What we have today in our country, I didn't fight for that. Absolutely. And so uh, he was actively looking for an organization. And I said, well, I'm a patriot too. And he goes, well, what do you mean? So that just opened up the whole conversation. And it's just getting comfortable with um, opening up conversations with everyday people just like you are. And um, just say, hey, you know what? You need to check out this organization. That's all you have to do. That's what I train my people to do. So, and you'll learn so much when you get into convention estates. We have a whole university of courses on how to approach people, how to get the message out, how to work with people, how to work with legislators. What does it mean to be an activist? Uh, we have a, a political solution, if you know that's your little cup of tea, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, and we help people learn what it's like to run for office. Um, there's a lot to it, but you know, I ask people sometimes and they go, oh, nothing will ever change. I'm like, well, do you ever vote? Well, no. Well, that's why nothing ever changes. I mean, absolutely. the The convention of states, for I said, for volunteering purposes, or even doing more, 
if you want to really get involved, when you go to the conventionofstates.com, there's a tab up there called Take Action. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and as an individual, you can go up there and you can see all the different roles that we have from just a basic volunteer all the way to media. If you're great in media and, and you work with the media and you want to be part of the, the media team, you can, you can actually do something. And here's the neat part. A lot of people say, well, I don't know how to do this. You're, you know, I want to get involved, but I, I have this fear of, you know, I don't really know how to do it. We're going to show you everything that you need to know. And what makes it even better is the organization and the people in it have a tremendous, tremendous love for you. And they want you to be able to succeed. So even when you think you're going to fail, we already know that you're not because we see it in action every single day. We see people that come in this organization and they, like I said, they're skeptical. But then when we wrap our arms around them and they go, these people are just like me. They came in with the same conceptual ideas that we got to do something and they're succeeding and they're going to help me succeed. So it's, it's not like, you know, you just sign up for something, you get a couple of emails and you pass it around. You come in here if you have the motivation, because convincing the states and saving this country has to be in your heart. And if it is in your heart, then people like Jackie and her leadership in Arkansas is going to help you to become part of one of the greatest organizations the country ever has ever put together. Yeah, it's, I wanna, it's really I wanna... that simple. Uh, yeah, and I want to point out something. I think if you ask me a question, what makes Convention of States unique as far as a conservative organization, this is what I'd have to say. At heart, we are servant leaders. Mm-hmm. We are not out. I'm not out as Jackie Martin to make a name for myself. My purpose is moving the goal, moving towards the goal, getting to a Convention of States so that finally what's wrong with our government can be fixed. And in in enlisting or recruiting other people who have the same goal in mind, but yet giving them the tools to make them successful, let me serve you, what can I help you do? Where do you wanna go? Where do you wanna, what, what are your interests in? Where would you like to go within the organization and work with you? Because that I think is what makes an organization successful. If you have an organization where people are climbing over each other to get to the top, it won't last long. I've been there with the Tea Party movement. That was one of the biggest problems that we had, especially when you had people who had huge personalities and they just were um, naturally, uh, people were drawn to them. And then you brought in other people who wanted to be like them. And to do that, they thought they had to climb over other bodies to get that done. And that just created so much um, animosity and, you know, just it crumbled from the inside. So I think that's what makes Convention of States different. Um, I know some other organizations 
uh, have the same philosophy to a certain degree, but we actively train you how to be a servant leader. And that's who Jesus Christ was. He was a servant leader. He came and showed us how to live our lives and how to lead, lead others to enjoy the blessings of, uh, of God by living an upright life. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's what the church should be doing. <laughs> sure. Failing at the job. But um, I think that's what differentiated it differentiates us from the top down, to, you know. I mean, yeah, we, we're like every other organization. We have a hierarchy and you can go as high as you want to within the organization, but you have to do it within the understanding that you're here to serve others within the organization, not your own uh, self-serving desires. No, so absolutely. The, the, the leader, leadership servant is, is exceptional. And what makes it exceptional is, is as a leader in this organization, it's not about you. Right. So we're not on a platform. It's actually, it's the exact opposite. Convincing the States is really backwards because most organizations are basically a pyramid where you have this guy on the top that's a CEO, and then you know it filters down to all the people. So it's top down. Convention of states is really opposite. Yep, inverted. Right? All the people are on the top. We're the ones that are really driving the organization. We're making changes. We're doing things, and you know, as it comes down to Mark Mector, the CEO, and. Isn't I'm that telling the way you, I've it's seen him. To be in our country too. Absolutely, absolutely. That the that's the, exactly. We're supposed to have? That's the way it's supposed to be, but that's not how it is. Now you got all of these legislators that think they're on top of the pyramid, and the bureaucracy, the bureaucrats, the Fauci's, you know, the FBI, you know, NHI. All these people think that. Oh, wait a minute! I'm so smart because I'm here and because I'm here now you have to listen to me because you are not smart enough to be here. We flip it. Right. You're smart enough to be on the top. We're not smart enough to lead you. Yeah. That's, you know, I mean, you know, we like take what, what, what you as citizens of America in convention of States feel let you let you do what is necessary. Self-governance, right? right? Go out there, join groups, run for office. You know, Jackie Martin, by the way, she didn't mention this. She is a justice of peace in her county. Yep. Think, think about that. She's a state director and she's in the, the county that she works as, as a justice of peace. And believe me, they are listening and hearing Jackie Martin, because that's what we got to do. School board, whatever, whatever it is. If if you are in your heart feeling, I need to do something. Convention of States is going to help you get there. We now have state legislators that were people, leaders in COS. Now they're state legislators, and there will be someday, probably sooner than 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 later. Well, we actually have convention of states leaders that started off here 
and they're going to be in the U.S. Senate and the U.S. House and need, I say, possibly be the president of the United States. Well, you know, it's like I've said to other people, and you've heard me say it many times. Our form of government is not for spectators. It requires participation on the part of its citizens to be successful. Yep. Or you lose your freedoms, folks. I'm telling you, if you, it's like I used to tell some of the hillbillies that live north of me, <laughs> if you want to hide out in the caves in the northeast part of the county, you can stick your head in the sand and stick your butt up in the air and pray that it doesn't get shot off. But and I've seen in history that that doesn't happen that way because people want to control you. That yeah. is the human nature that our founding fathers fully understood and gave us a document to prevent that from happening. So what I want to say today is you need to stand up, show up and speak up. Amen. Make your voice heard and start participating even at the local level. School board doesn't cost hardly anything to run for that office. Most people don't even know that there's an election for the school board. And you're in control in a lot of places uh, uh, over $100 million worth of a budget. Um, you know, so, um, and I also tell people, I said, where do you think, you, you know, if you need a state legislature, where do you think the political parties get their candidates? They don't just pull them out of their hat. They go to the local governments. They get city council people or school board people or county uh, uh, quorum court people or in some states it's called commissioner's board. And they get them to run as state legislatures. Yeah. And if they need a congressman, where do you think they go? They go to the state legislature. So this is how it all works from the bottom up, from the yeah. people up. That's the way our government works. And you are supposed to participate in that. And the reason why we have such the mess that we have now is because we haven't been participating for almost 100 years. Absolutely. I mean, seriously. So anyway. Jackie, um, I can't thank you enough for being on the show. Um, Americans and citizens that have the heart and desire like you do is necessary. It's not just a blessing, it's necessary. If we do not come together to fight the government, the actual government of this country, specifically the federal government, much less even the lower structures have issues that we got to deal with. If we don't do that, then we automatically are accepting the tyranny that's brought on us. And a lot of people have to understand that. I'm just going to sit back, going to spend my life, going to retire. And the next thing you know, your door's knocked down because you didn't get vaccinated and you're going to be put on a bus and you're going to be sent to an internment camp like they did with the Nazis. People say, that can't happen. It's already happening. Washington State has is in their legislation has already put a bill to create a containment center, a quarantine center in the state of Washington for people that have not been vaccinated with COVID. Australia, the, the whole freaking country's done that already. Yep. So the bottom line is you got to get involved. If you don't act now, 
you won't have the ability to act. But it's already happened in this country historically. Uh, we had over 100,000 Japanese Americans yeah, in containment exactly. uh, camps during World War II. Uh, under Woodrow Wilson, there were 100,000 Americans put into prison under the Espionage and Sedition Act that yep. got passed during World War I. So uh, it's already happened in this country. And if you think it can happen, and even John Quince, John Adams put people in prison for yeah. speaking bad about his administration. Absolutely. And that's the reason why he didn't serve two terms as a president. Sure. So it happens when people get too much power and they don't understand human nature from God's perspective. It's like I tell people, there's only two perspectives. There's God's perspective and there's man's perspective. Absolutely. And man always screws up stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. More than once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you come from, whether you're male or female or whatever. Your the sin in your heart is going to screw up everything. So Jackie, thank you so much for joining the show. I want to get you back to talk about other things other than convention of states because you got this this huge knowledge like you're talking about of being an activist and, and understanding and going out there and changing the world. You're doing a great job in Arkansas. Thank you so much Thank for what you. you're doing. And we're so thankful and we are looking forward to having you back on the Patriot cause. If you haven't checked it out, conventionofstates.com. And if you're from Arkansas, get on there, sign up, take action, at least sign the petition, and I guarantee you that we're going to reach out to you. And if you feel that you have the volunteer need and you want to be part of the organization, we'd be so glad to have you. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful evening, and we will talk to you later. Bye, bud. Bye.